0: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 181 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I
1: am Jacob Maricu.
0: Wow, Jacob, what... A week. We've <sighs> got Oscar noms.
1: There's so much going on this week, man. Like we got, like you said, we got the possible, Oscar nominations. Possible
0: wars. Possible
1: wars. The Super Bowls going Super on. Super
0: Bowls happening. And It might
1: actually be an interesting game for once. It's it's a, that's a change. I mean, I I really wish they're
0: usually was. good games. What are you talking about? No, they're like the only good games. Well, it's usually
1: <laughs> like Tom Brady and blah blah blah. And I'm not yeah, like, well, that care I don't care that
0: that's not happening. <laughs> um, and then. When this episode airs, it's Valentine's Day.
1: That's true. It is.
0: I know better than to speak to you of anything in the world of romance, but... It's
1: a sad, sad tale. (laughs) Broken bodies and all beer bottles all over the place. I have very
0: romantic plans for Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah? What are you guys doing? Going to see Jackass.
1: Oh, okay. That's an interesting <laughs> decision. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Because
0: Valentine's Day is stupid, and I love Jackass. You don't like Jackass?
1: The movie? You know what? I did They're when I was so younger. they so
0: funny. Come on.
1: I can only watch uh, people get hit in the junk. Well, actually, no. I can see that all day. Yeah. But I can only watch, like, you know, let's fart into this tube while this guy has a thing attached to his well, mouth. Well, yeah, those aren't as good, but
0: there. you can explode a porta potty that someone's in any day of the week. It's, well, it's fine. It's a, it's a release, cool. but I mean Valentine's Day in itself is stupid. So, although, are you watching Ted Lasso yet?
1: No, I got sucked into um a bunch of other stuff like I'm trying to finish Raised by Wolves, I almost made it through another episode.
0: Why? I just saw that season two was out, and I was like, "Why? I, I don't understand."
1: I literally—you're scre- tormenting. I yourself. screamed out loud, dude! I screamed out loud when I saw it was coming. I'm like, "No!" <laughs> that means it's, I gotta fuck. I finished these last episodes. Oh,
0: man. that looks just terrible. Oh,
1: God, it's such a boring slash, minorly good show that it just aggravates
0: the heck Ted out. That last where it's at. I got Andrew's Valentine's date card. Says. Uh, I'm glad that you Ted lassoed my heart, uh, Aww, uh?
1: that's sweet. See, that's why you guys have good Valentine's
0: days. <laughs> yep, we're gonna go to a cheap diner and see Jackass. This that sounds is fun. This man. the way to do it. But so yeah, as we said, the Oscar <laughs> noms came out, and I realized that I'm not the same person I once was, who saw like almost every movie before they were nominated. I was like, I've seen pretty much none of these films. So yeah. I have a lot of catching up to do. What was it
1: fifty-six days, fifty-five days, or something? As okay. at this time of recording, until it comes out. So. Oh boy! I saw. I've seen like five of the Academy of the Best Picture nominees. I'm very proud of myself, actually. I'm halfway
0: there. I think I've seen like three, maybe four. You know what? Weird enough.
1: I don't know. Uh, uh, if you ask me at the moment, it's between Power of the Dog and Dune, but
0: I just can't with Power of the Dog. I, I'm
1: so mad about saying it, but that the ending is just so good, and the rest of that. I mean, they're just—it's going to win so many awards. It's going to win
0: power the slog more like yeah, it
1: we'll, we'll get into that movie yeah but man, our boy is gonna win the best actor it looks like i'm excited for him
0: what's our boy
1: cumberbatch he's that's the, not
0: my boy he's the odds i don't favorite. even like him very much
1: what do you mean you don't he like is me, also Michelle? not that
0: good i can't i don't want to talk about it it makes me so angry <laughs> because i just don't understand why that is a good movie it was so predictable and it didn't even make sense it made sense. It didn't make sense. We've talked about this. It didn't make sense. He wasn't mean enough to her to cause any of the things that happened. She was like the most devastated, traumatized person. She was like, I'm drinking. I can't get out of bed. You are like, wow, the cruelty. She must be suffering. And then you watch the movie and you're like, I guess he was mean that one day a little. So, no. (laughs) No, challenge me, everybody. But um, interesting thing about the Oscars that came up this year and has come up in past years that we're going to talk about. So, in 1932, Alfred Lunt and Lynn Fontaine made history as the first couple to be nominated for an Oscar in the same year. Oh. They were nominated for Best Actor and Best Actress Awards after appearing together in the film The Guardsman*. Which I definitely did not see.
1: No, 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 no. But I'm
0: sure that they were lovely.
1: I'm I'm sure they're fantastic.
0: (laughs) Um, And while they both lost, they started this kind of prestigious tradition that only a few couples have been able to achieve. Um, And that's what we're going to talk about today because we actually have two of them in this year's Oscar noms, which is very interesting.
1: I noticed that and I did not know that two of them were a couple. Like, I, I Googled it, and I was like, oh, they're together? Oh, good for them. Good, uh, Especially yeah. good for him. Okay for her. Good for him. That's kind of the way I legitimately looked at the scenario.
0: I think that could be both of them. But the first one I want to talk about, so oh, i got to talk about Power of the Slog again. But There we go. Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons.
1: That's our good for her, or good for him, bad for her, or okay for her situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... There's just, always, as uh, I learned from How I Met Your Mother, there's always someone who, um, you know, reaches up and someone who settles. Yeah. That's what I, we I like,
1: I, I do, I want to hear the story, um, you know, how current Jesse Plemons ate young Jesse Plemons and became oh, the Jesse Plemons he is <laughs> so
0: weirdly judgy. He just looks like a normal man. Anyway, mm-hmm. ignore Jacob. Mm-hmm. So they are a real life couple, Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. They both earned their first Oscar nominations for their supporting roles playing a couple in jane campion's somehow successful moody western that earned the most 2022 nominations from the academy with 12 in total and that's the power of the dog i'm
1: telling you man it's gonna it's gonna be the big winner this year yeah, i know
0: but it's just disappointing so it is about a domineering rancher played by benedict cumberbatch why is he playing a rough and tumble midwesterner American I don't know what and part he,
1: about Cumberbatch does not <laughs> seem like a full-blooded American he you.
0: responds with mocking cruelty barely when his brother who's played by Jesse <laughs> Plemons brings home a new wife who's played by Kirsten Dunst who I honestly thought was one of her worst performances but hey what do I know I guess not much and um it's kind of like son is there and then an unexpected thing comes to pass that's the film I guess you gotta go see it
1: yeah, well you don't have to go anywhere you can sit at home with true one. so that's an advantage I I felt kind of the same way this one. I was surprised when I, like, pre-Oscars, this was, like, the movie everybody was talking about. Like, and it's like... There just
0: must not be a lot of movies. But there's a lot I haven't seen that I'm looking forward to liking something more than that. But I do think it's pretty great that they're a cute couple and they were both nominated for the film. It's special. Yeah. And yeah. that's bashful.
1: They're a good on-screen couple because they were really good uh, in Fargo in season two, which, you know. Which I,
0: made them fall in love.
1: I was wondering that. I'm like, yeah. I wonder if they got together because of that um, season. And
0: they have a little babies now. They do have little babies. Aww. Little
1: babies with big bellies and messed up teeth. And they're just going. Oh,
0: my <laughs> God. What <laughs> is the matter with you? We already
1: get to move in and Kirsten does teeth joke into there. you got to love it, man.
0: There's a lot wrong. I just want to know, like, we are not the same people. This is not, this, no. Not they don't sponsor this. You know what? I'm
1: I'm happy for her Dunst because I just feel like
0: please no
1: I, no I feel like she has been she's a good actress like she was good when she first popped up with Interview at the Vampire I think she's underrated like early on with like Bring It On I think she was good and yeah movie. she's good it's just it's good to see she's finally getting some recognition and actually appearing in movies again because I yeah, feel like she kind of disappeared for maybe she'll do more stuff that
0: will interest me a little more. Mm-hmm. But give me a couple, Jacob.
1: All right. We're going to go old school here for you. We're going back to 1974. Okay. We're going to go with Gina Rollins and John Cassavetes.
0: Okay. We both
1: got nominated in the same year. Yeah, so they both in uh, directed slash appeared in a woman under the influence. Have you uh, seen this movie?
0: From no, October? I haven't.
1: See these John Cassavetes movies? Like I know that I they're know all that good, I should, yeah. they're, they're, they're kind of hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. So he was nominated. Uh, she won. So it's a story about Mabel Longetti, I believe that's how I pronounce it. Okay. Um, desperate and lonely woman who's married to a construction worker played by Peter Falk, which I'm always good to see Columbo popping up and stuff. True. Um. So it's kind of a trope for women at the time, unfortunately, but she's kind of playing like the unhappy, unstable, craves happiness, but in the company of others, she's kind of like... We
0: love the unstable woman. Yeah.
1: She's got extremely volatile behavior. But this convinces her husband eventually that she's kind of like a danger to her and her family. So he decides to have her committed for six oh, months.
0: no, that's every story. I'm sorry. Did they give her a lobotomy, too? I <laughs> don't want to spoil the end of the movie.
1: But, <sighs> um, but alone with this trio of kids uh, to raise, he waits for her return, which holds some surprises when she comes back. A little bit of their—it's a little bit of the old, like, Hannah man. Um, possibly take care of his children by himself without his wife there.
0: I mean, seems impossible, but that, I'm not surprised. That, did she win, or was she just nominated? She did win, yes. She okay, won, he was sense. nominated. When so. they play crazy, the Academy loves that. <clears throat> well,
1: that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, she's sitting there pulling her hair out or something or whatever the heck she's doing, screaming at the camera and yeah. that kind of stuff.
0: I'll have to watch it. I'm interested in the performance now.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I guess it's going to be a good movie. It's got to be, because it's like a 70s Oscar winner.
0: You're on the top of your game today, Jacob. Well, um you know, it's
1: I it's a movie that you haven't seen in phew, phew, If if I remembering it correctly, it's been like thirty years. <laughs> I was like an eight year old watching that movie.
0: That seems like a very weird choice for an eight year old. Um <laughs> the a, other that
1: her child's play
0: couple nominated this year, beautiful couple, would be Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem.
1: Which I'm surprised you thought that was the Like, what is she doing scenario right there? Because I think they're both pretty attractive folks.
0: I just figured you knew about Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons. But yes, these are beautiful people. So Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem scored their His and Hers Oscars nominations for both in the lead actor and actress category. Cruz was nominated for her role in Parallel Mothers, while Bardem was recognized for playing Desi Arnaz and being the Ricardos, which... I didn't see, but I can't imagine. But this is the fourth nomination for both stars who won previously for Vicky Cristina Barcelona and then No Country for Old Men respectively.
1: Which, man, that's a lot of Oscar nominations in that house right there. I man. mean,
0: they're extremely talented. So I'm sure you probably know the Javier Bardem f- film The Bean the Ricardos is about in 1952 Hollywood power couple, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, and just kind of the personal and professional obstacles that are threatening their careers and their relationship and their TV show. I haven't seen it and I need to, I'm just a little weirded out by it. So I don't understand I don't think it's good casting. I mean, Nicole Kidman can do anything, but I need to see her in this role to believe that she can be Lucy. And I've heard that he wasn't very good, but now I'm like, well, he was nominated. Mm. So, I don't know. I, I have some research to do there. I have
1: watched Being the Ricardos cuz, you know, I was bored and it came up on Prime as a was it? it was all right. It's it's weird. He's good in it. She's good in it too, but it's still weird to see like um, Nicole Kidman playing Lucy it's yeah
0: a, it's it seems like a weird choice I was like
1: is was Lucy 20 feet tall I don't remember her do being that big do
0: you feel that Javier Bardem deserves a nom
1: um yeah sure why not cause like I can't think of any that's the thing like I can't <laughs> sure, think of why not? I can't think of anybody who's really that's the thing this year last couple of years at the Oscars there's just not a whole lot going on.
0: There's really not. It's very disappointing. But
1: the one the one good thing is though, I look at like the Oscar nominations, especially like best actor nominees, and I'm like, that's a murderer's row right there, man. Like yeah. Javier Bardem, Denzel's in there and Cumberbatch is rocking it out and um Spider Man's in there, Andrew Garfield's um in there. There's like five legitimate win actors. Like any other year, Denzel for playing Macbeth would be all anybody's talking about. Yeah, he's like but maybe now third maybe. or fourth. <laughs>
0: at yeah. best. well this parallel mothers film also again i haven't seen it i feel really bad because nothing like comes to streaming and a lot of this stuff doesn't come to theaters but it's about two single women who meet in a hospital room they're both about to give birth one is middle aged, that's penelope she doesn't regret it well the other is an adolescent and she's really scared and it's about how they form a strong bond with one another as they both confront motherhood so looking forward to it but I'm sure <laughs> Penelope is always good also she is like Andrew's like number one baby actress so really I know he'll be into seeing that yeah no. that's his lady
1: all right I got no problem with Penelope Cruz I mean, that wouldn't be my choice but hey
0: yeah no she's a she's a cutie pie but yeah okay I would like
1: to see that who's the better actor Penelope Cruz or Javier Bardem We I don't l- need
0: to put them against each other they're in love
1: <laughs> I like how you put that that's that's a good they way. do
0: very different things they do
1: I never seen her with a terrible haircut though. I can <laughs> give her that much at least. As was watching No Country the other day, still, oh, that, yeah. still really good, still an amazing movie. But boy, oh boy, that haircut! That
0: haircut is wild.
1: <laughs> it's funny to look at him now, and I'm like, how did this attractive man <laughs> be this weirdo?
0: That's how they. That's how they got him in the role. You'd get in the role too with that haircut. Oh,
1: remember, I remember my old haircut, the long hair, and it's all. Of course, they do you used
0: to just sit at work and, and brush it on your lunch break. It took <sighs> them a really it. long time. It looked like Martha, Marcia Brady.
1: Yeah, do it. hundred on each side. Man. There's, a way, <laughs> there's a legitimate way to do Go
0: it. Go to your next couple.
1: I'm going with one of your favorite couples here, Michelle. We're going for another n- uh, modern one. Okay. One of our favorite couples, of course. Uh, we're going to 1997 here. And well, they probably got nominated again this year, possibly. Um, we're going with Joel Cohen and Francis McDormand. I love
0: that they're a couple.
1: I do love that they're a couple. That's, they've been together forever, man. Like mm-hmm. since Blood Simple in like the late 80s or yeah, something like wild. that. Yeah, it's wild. So they were both nominated and both won in 1997 for the movie Fargo, which, if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Arguably their best movie. That's a discussion that we'll have on our eventual Cohen Brothers episode. But um, if you haven't seen Fargo, I just don't know what to tell you about it. It's it's a movie about Jerry Lundegaard decides to have his wife kidnapped by Steve Busemi and I forget the, oh, I forget the other guy's name, sure. but it doesn't matter. Um, basically, just to win a couple hundred thousand dollars or something like that, and everything goes awry, as because crime doesn't really work, dude. Like the, one of the points of the Frances McDormand role in this movie is, besides being a good cop, at the end she's kind of like, why did. This whole thing. Why did all these people have to die? Yeah, it was this pointless. horribly stupid situation. Everybody, so many lives are ruined just because you guys wanted to make a little bit of money and not even that much money.
0: Peak Cohen brothers film.
1: Peak Cohen brothers. One of the better Frances McDormand performances too, because I, I know she was around obviously because you know she's been around since the late '80s, but this was one of the first roles where people really started really paying attention to her. I know she got nominated for. Um, goodness gracious that Willem Dafoe racist movie set in the um with Gene Hackman oh my god whatever Mm -hmm. so she got nominated for that one as well um but this was the one that I think everybody took notice of her and realized that she's one of the best actresses in Hollywood and now she's on that level where everything that she does is automatically looked at as uh, best a- best actress uh, ca- because um, it
0: is because of the caliber. I uh, think not just because of who she is, but yeah. I,
1: I was slightly surprised uh, she didn't get nominated for Macbeth this year, even though I think it was her best. But I'm still it thought was it was, kinda... it was such a
0: small role though too. So not that they haven't nominated people who have been in things for like two minutes, but
1: and then Joel Cohen, obviously. I mean, you don't need to say anything else about that guy. Everything him and his brother do is amazing. It's gold and. Joel again got nominated again. Well, was close to getting nominated again this year because he directed Macbeth on his own. Yeah. Um, his brother is quote unquote retired at the moment, so we'll see. Yeah, that hopefully
0: goes. not. Hopefully he pops back in.
1: Um, but in terms of like a couple that is always doing collaborations and is like very talented on both ends, I feel like they got to be almost at the pinnacle right now because yeah, basically he writes a movie and she can come and star in it and it's going to be amazing and we know it's going to be amazing and Delugia's no, no go complaints check it out to begin here
0: with. i'll see anything that they do together <laughs> um here's an old classic couple that everyone loved high drama um 1967 richard burton and liz taylor were nominated in the same year oh so they were married at the time they were both nominated for their roles in who's afraid of virginia wolf which burton lost but taylor won Have you seen Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf?
1: Actually, you know what, I don't think I have.
0: It is the most powerful, messed up, anxiety-inducing wild film I think I have ever seen. Um, They are both phenomenal. Elizabeth Taylor is off the rails. I had to pause that movie repeatedly Uh to just walk around my house because I was so tense from watching it, no lie.
1: I've always like seen like the thing for it, and I just never,
0: it's, never ended up watching it's it. It's definitely, it's definitely worth uh, checking out if you haven't. Um, I'm going to throw in another power couple. 1969, we have Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, who were also married at the time and super adorable. Nominated for the, a film, Rachel, Rachel. She starred in, he produced and directed. So they're kind of like our early uh, Cohen McDormand duo there. Um, but this film if you haven't seen Rachel Rachel it's this woman She's so Joanne Woodward is kind of written off and because you know she's 35 and she's a school teacher and she's unmarried so spinster for life (laughs) Um, but she lives with her widowed mother above a funeral parlor in rural Connecticut if it couldn't get more depressing and she's really kind of repressed by the community so she's just super depressed and she ends up having this religious experience that kind of begins this awakening inside of her when a childhood friend um, returns to town. She finds her inner passion. These are all lovely things. Um, so, yeah, and Paul Newman. I mean... Talent on the screen and off the screen. He proved that he can do it all in 1969.
1: I mean, the man makes a mean potato chip, I can tell you that <laughs> much for sure. Even beyond the grave, he is still um, crushing it.
0: Are there the... Paul Newman potato chips?
1: Oh, it's a, that's a joke, right?
0: I only know the salad dressing. I don't know about no potato There's chips.
1: Everything with Paul Newman's face on. It. He's got oh, well, pasta it's a, it's sauces out face. there. <laughs> you just see Paul Newman smiling back at you, like, "Hey, how you doing?" And
0: I'm okay That's a with it. Terrible him. Paul Newman impression. <laughs> yes, it was. Record. What else he got?
1: 2006. We're going to Brokeback Mountain here oh. with Heath Ledger and Michelle Williams. Yeah, power couple as they were. He was nominated for uh, Brokeback Mountain for Best Actor. She was also nominated for Brokeback Mountain for Best Supporting Actress. And they're both really good in this movie. It's, you know, the sto- it's a gay romance story between uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger as they're cowboys. And they're, kind of, they're in a romance, but they can't be because of both the time, this whole sense of being macho and stuff like that that's got stuck in their head. Sure. It's just society won't let these two be together. They decide to go ahead and do what they feel like is expected of them in society. So they end up marrying Michelle Williams and um, Anne Hathaway, both of whom are really good and, like, I felt really bad for their characters in this movie because they well, really yeah, deserve... yeah, because they have,
0: like, a tortured, sporadic love affair that takes place over 20 years.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but, yeah, it's just a great, amazing movie. We do not need to d- dig up the problems of Brokeback Mountain, how it somehow did not win Best uh, Movie that year.
0: Yeah, they also, the two nominees, they didn't win that year.
1: No, it's one of the few... It's one of those ones where neither, but neither person won, surprisingly, even though maybe they should have but it was like a it was a rough year in 2006
0: yeah that's just it there's a lot of talented people out
1: there. but like Brokeback Mountain it's a classic it's a modern classic everybody go check it. if you don't know what it is you should have already seen it it's just <laughs> a, such a spectacular movie two amazing performances by great actors who one of them unfortunately is not with us anymore and the other one's still doing incredible work to this day
0: yeah I was Isn't
1: watching it? Michelle Williams in her big breakout role do you remember when she starred in Halloween H2O. Oh, I was like, of, no,
0: Dawson's Creek? That's it, her breakout. It
1: popped up, and I was like, what is Michelle Williams doing in this terrible
0: movie? <laughs> yeah, well, they all started somewhere. Um, no, Let's true. talk about the beautiful people of the world. That would be double nomination in 2016, Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. Oh, I liked
1: it. that That's your, that's your t- couple right there.
0: I would just follow them around and watch them do their daily activities. I'd be like, oh, you guys are like dusting? Going out to lunch. I'll just watch that. I'm very entertained by that. They are now married. They were dating at the time um, when they were both nominated. She actually won for her role in The Danish Girl. And he did not win, but he was nominated that year for his role in Steve Jobs. And... um, You've probably seen or heard of The Danish Girl. That is where she is supporting her husband, who's played by Eddie Redmayne, as he prepares to undergo one of the first ever sex change operations. And then the Steve Jobs film is obviously Michael Fassbender is playing Steve Jobs. And it's about when he's first unveiling Macintosh in 1984. I will say, while both of their performances are excellent, I think both of those movies as a whole are average.
1: Yeah, especially Danish Girl. That's a movie that doesn't really hold up. At least the other one has, um, you know, David Fincher as a director, so that helps yeah. it stick out. But a I was little a
0: little, bit. still a little disappointed by it. Yeah, um, but a, they're worth seeing. But I just don't think that they're they're amazing films.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It's just they're good. Not great. Yeah. Good.
0: As as I many, she, many films yeah. are lately. I
1: thought she was better in Ex Machina, and uh, she
0: was excellent in that. She definitely could have been nominated for that.
1: I, I don't remember. I'm flaking on the other name of that movie that I really like Fassbender in, where he was like a sex addict. I can't remember the name. Oh of shame! That's shame. That's I didn't really
0: love Shame, but I, I thought he was
1: really good at it though. Bring he, us alien.
0: He was so terrible slash good in 12 Years a Slave.
1: Yep, he was. Where you
0: were like, oh, I wish, I want to like jump on the screen and kill you. And then you're like, that means you're acting very well <laughs> to get this sort of emotion from me.
1: Give me Prometheus 3 so we could see the end of his alien saga yeah, as well. Because I, I need to see the end of that one. Um, All right, here's another one. You ready for another one, Michelle? I see. I know you, you are. Another pretty couple. Okay. You ready for this one? Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. That's right. Two thousand. The prettiest. Two thousand and well, they were at the time. Two thousand and nine, both nominated, both lost. It's okay.
0: What films? So, not together.
1: No, not together. Uh, Brad Pitt was nominated for *The Curious Case of Benjamin Button*. Uh, arguably his second best performance. I was rewatching *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*, and that kind of kind of
0: crushes. Again, it in that he's movie. great in *Benjamin Button*, but I'm gonna say average movie.
1: Yeah, another one that yeah, Fincher again just
0: yeah. Another Come one. Come on, that, Fincher. What else? What was she in?
1: Oh, uh, she was in Changeling that year. She directed herself to an Academy Award. Nomination. I think
0: I actually, I thought Changeling was a pretty good film and yeah. one of definitely one of her best roles. Yeah,
1: she's a surprisingly good director. I did not think she was going to turn out to she's, be anything. She but,
0: needs to do a couple more. I think she has the potential, but it's not. She's well, she, not fully executing. Well,
1: it. she did the she did the Marvel thing, so now she's going to be able to do whatever she wants for the mouse. So yeah. She gets to make another one of her Oscar bait movies, so that's going to be good. Um, they're kind of both movies, kind of forgotten. Maybe Changeling a little bit more than Benjamin Button. Definitely performances worth checking out. I, this is like his second nomination. I feel like this is like her third or fourth, something like that.
0: Well, she won for she girl won for Berlin interrupted, interrupted. interrupted. So she long ago, and,
1: and he won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So he just won. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a power. And they
0: are not together anymore. <laughs>
1: no, no, they are they are heavily not together at this
0: point. A little bit of bad blood there, but. Um, Let's talk about just wild couples that I don't even know. Could they still be together? Do they speak? Do they not? Mysterious. Good old Jack Nicholson and Angelica Houston.
1: I don't know if they're still together. Who
0: even knows? They're awesome, though. So in 1986, they starred together in the film Prizzy's Honor, and they were dating at the time. They were both nominated for an Oscar. She actually won supporting actress Nicholson lost that year. We are seeing that kind of a lot. Where the woman is winning and the man is not, which is just interesting. Um, But it's like a film where they're kind of, I believe Angelica Houston's family is kind of like a mafioso. And Jack Nicholson, he is like becoming a part of that family. But then he falls in love with a beautiful hit woman, Kathleen Turner. Who was extremely beautiful in this movie mm-hmm. um, and then he wants to follow her to California and he's trying to balance these work commitments for this uh, a family and then his love interest which obviously makes things really difficult because again she's a hit woman so it's a great film Um yeah and I like when I don't know I like when people are nominated those supporting roles mm-hmm. where it's not like the chunk of the film but they really steal it I feel like supporting actors actor and actress is almost a more interesting category than lead
1: yeah because you get to do more you get to have some fun out you got there.
0: like it's like you have less material so you can kind of be a little wilder where you're not carrying the whole film yeah. on your shoulders and you're
1: like i can try i can take some risks because even if what i do is terrible well i'm just a supporting actor i'm not the star so i'm kind of in the background to begin with so. yeah
0: yeah less pressure so we're running out of time why don't you give us another one
1: all right um let's go with uh well how about Warren Beatty and Diane Keaton? Speaking of two attractive people that I was unaware were dating at the time.
0: Oh yeah. So they
1: both got nominated for uh, the movie Reds. Did you? Uh, did you ever see that movie?
0: I mean, I. Again. I'm embarrassed to say no because it's one of the classic films.
1: It is a classic movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. 1982.
0: It's like long and slow, right? Yeah,
1: long and slow. That's you, always you
0: shrug, tricky. You
1: shrug your shoulders. You're like,
0: eh. eh okay. It's a
1: kind of movie that gets nominated for an Diane Oscar.
0: Keaton, man, she gets on my nerves.
1: She does. She's How how you can be bad in The Godfather, she figured it out somehow because she's terrible in those movies.
0: Yeah, so I am intrigued to see her performance here because she is not someone to me who is like high caliber actress. Yeah.
1: I mean, she didn't win. Uh, okay. This, this is a separate one. Uh, he, he won for Best uh, Director. Okay. Directed yeah, that yeah. movie, so you know, good for him. They actually did this movie, got nominated, and broke up shortly after. So well, you know, maybe sticks. when
0: one doesn't win, there's an awkwardness when yeah. you're in the same film. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like sitting there looking at the like, hey, look at that trophy! Yeah, <laughs> you ain't never getting one of those, Diane. <laughs> it ain't
0: happening. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. We don't, we don't, then, um,
1: I don't know, Tim Robbins, a student, Sarandon, uh. Hmm.
0: I, I, so you don't have to. T- Tim Robbins. I know you hate her. You I don't do. Ha, you don't have she,
1: to. She, she got nominated her. for Dead Man Walking. She you know, good in that movie. I, Again,
0: average movie. Yeah, average
1: <laughs> movie. And he was directing that movie, and he got nominated for Best Director. So, you know, good no, for good No, No wins there. No, no, no. He, you know, Shawshank was his shot. He didn't get it, unfortunately. I
0: and, did really like them as a couple. I can't lie. I was bummed when they broke up. Again, it's weird to be bummed when people you don't know break up, but... There it is. Well, it happened. It happened.
1: So, yeah, a couple more couples for you.
0: um, And then last one I'll bring up is in 2020 we had Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach.
1: Oh, my boy, my marriage story guy.
0: Yes. He earned a Best Original Screenplay nomination for Marriage Story. And then Greta Gerwig was recognized with a Best Adapted Screenplay for Little Women. Um, And both were snubbed for Best Director nominations um, in that year. Which is crazy because both films were up for Best Picture.
1: Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that.
0: But so it's always weird then when you don't get Best Director a little bit. It is
1: because, you know, I know there's like the 10 movie thing now, so only five of the directors get in, but it's always weird when like a non- Best Picture nominee gets put up for Best Director it's like what are you talking about? It is
0: true though I really didn't think about the 10 movies so like of course not everybody can. This year though like the Denis Villeneuve I'm like I love my Denis. He should have been nominated for best director always.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I but want him to. That's just up there. me.
0: Like I think he's one of the best directors out there now, so.
1: Again, it's a rough year to get up for best director this it's year. Tough. It's tough. It's definitely who's gonna, tricky, but I don't know who's gonna win. it's probably going to be that Piano Lady for your movie, but we'll see.
0: The Piano Lady? Yeah,
1: the lady who directed Power of the Dog directed Piano as well. Oh, Jane Campion. Jane
0: Campion. Yeah, Piano is a great film, but I think this was a swing and a miss. Anyway, Jacob, plug us up.
1: So, if you want somewhere to go for Valentine's Day and you don't want to spend any money. (laughs) Stop by your local library. We have 37 branches all throughout Erie County. Stop on by and be like, quick, I forgot it's Valentine's Day and I need a crafts book to do something romantic. And we'll sit at the desk and be like, we got you, dog. Don't don't forget to visit our website at www.buffalolib.org. See what we got going on this week. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at All Up Pod and let us know what movies uh, you are watching for Valentine's
0: Day. Jacob, did you know that the first valentine was sent in the 15th century? Really? Yeah, so the oldest record of a valentine being sent was a poem written by a French medieval duke named Charles to his wife in 1415.
1: I actually know the poem.
0: I don't want to hear it.
1: It goes, I chew, chew choose you. <laughs>
0: All right, it was Simpson's <laughs> joke. It's allowed. Um, so he actually penned this sweet note while he was imprisoned in the Tower of London when he was 21 years old. My man. One of the lines of the poem is, I'm already sick of love, my very gentle Valentine. Aww. Swoon, right? Yeah. Um, the tradition of giving Valentine's Day flowers dates back to the 17th century. So giving... I mean, today, red roses, that's obviously the sign. Sure. You're like, that's That's, the that's the
1: thing. That's the deal.
0: But it wasn't until the late 17th century that it became really popular. It can be traced back to when King Charles II of Sweden learned the language of flowers, which pairs different flowers with specific meanings that we have now. Okay. And so... He, like, that was on a trip to Persia, and then he came back, and he was like, I love that, and he introduced that tradition to Europe, and then the act of giving flowers became a popular trend during the Victoria um, Victorian era, including on Valentine's Day, with red roses symbolizing deep love. Well, so, funny. you guys can all complain to uh, King Charles II that you have to spend a $100 on a dozen roses.
1: Let me add it to the list. Me and King Charles <laughs> got some stuff to discuss.
0: Um... I mean... Give to, your
1: kid a new name, guy. Confusing me over here.
0: Today, Americans spend a lot of money on love. According to the National Retail Foundations, Americans spent over $20 billion on Valentine's Day gifts in 2019 and um, at a record-breaking $27.4 billion for 2020. This is $2.4 billion on just candy, y'all. That's that
1: impressive.
0: Isn't an amount of don't, candy. Don't
1: tell me we're in a recession. We're spending this kind of scratch on Valentine's <laughs> candy.
0: People are expected to spend an average of approximately $196 for Valentine's <laughs> Day, with men spending around $291 compared to women spending $106.
1: If, if you say so, I don't know about that, $300 bucks on Valentine's Day, my God.
0: So I'm going to a diner and to <laughs> jackass going to see Jackass. It's yeah. Not, um, and then lastly, I loved this more than ugh, eight million conversation hearts are manufactured each year. Those I, nasty little candies. Those
1: little uh, Tums that they repurposed to give them Valentine's candy.
0: Neko has to start making them day, just days after February 14th to have enough time to actually produce enough by Valentine's Day. There are almost a hundred thousand pounds per day that are made. Um... I I don't know, man. If you still have last year's box, though, don't worry about getting some more because they have a shelf life of five years. I
1: just threw up in my mouth (laughs) thinking about Necco wafers. and Oh, God. I'm going to get you a little
0: candy that says you rock. But, okay, that's (laughs) our episode. Thanks so much for listening. Have a lovely Valentine's Day, and we will catch you next time. Bye.